your pencil neck geeks. Staring at a map of failures, fresh as hellias, warehouse adorned with drug paraphernalia. Peep the scale, teeter totter, sipping aquafina water, cocaine, same color as Serena's daughter. See the king inside her, scheming on a greener dollar. Green got bullets, grazing noggins of every malala. Masala wine, coat the shallots, my life hanging in the balance. Paranoid round all this malice, trigger finger callus, hood spiders sense me. D money in my dreams, got my eyes kinda misty. Hold up, on the wake up, vodka double with a Welcome to Call Out Culture. This is a very, very, very special episode. I'm hosting tonight. I'm Zilla Rocca. I'm joined by my very good friend, Curly Castro, drinking a bottle. I've never seen this man drink whiskey. I've known him 10 years. I've never seen this. You know it's a special evening. We got Castro here. We got Alaska drinking unflavored seltzer. You know, very, very professionally, he retightens the cap after he takes the sip. So it doesn't go flat. Um, and then we're, we're joined by very, very good friends of ours, guys I know for a long time. And I love dear, very dearly the cast from Insubordinate Records. We got Alex Ludovico and Jason Griff. And we're all here in honor of, and I'm talking the most, in honor of our very, very dear friend who passed recently, uh, Scorsese, stacking chips on record, crushing every single enemy, a.k.a. Lord Jones, a.k.a. Shelton Lee, a.k.a. Shells, a.k.a. Alex just revealed to me what that name even meant four days ago. I didn't know it was an acronym. That's how amazing he was. And he was dearly, dearly beloved by all of us. Um, and we were honored to have him on our pod many times. And um, we uh, we loved how much he talked more than all of us. And it was something we're going to miss so much. So tonight's episode is uh, just in, in memorial to him. Uh, incredible family man educator husband father son brother artist label owner motivator mentor coach make you feel like you could run through a brick wall and you haven't really done shit in your life and you're going to do it because you met this man so um it's a really great really great time to have us all together to talk about someone that i mean collectively i I don't even know if any of us knew shells for more than four or five years and it's it's been one of the one of the biggest losses in my life and so I feel like everybody has felt that way. Um, so I'm just taking over because I'm, I'm trying to do this in, in memory of shells where he would just talk so much and make me feel good. Like I just loved hearing him talk. And so I'm trying to do the same, but um, welcome everybody to the show. I'm going to stop talking for a second so everybody else can say what's up. Thank you. <laughs> what up? What up? So let's, um, hmm. this is going to be pretty, pretty tricky, man. We've all been in a lot of contact with each other since shells passed and, uh, I want to I want to start it from the very very top, man. What my dealings with shells came from a mutual friend of ours, colleague, and uh, he put us in touch maybe four or five six years ago. I don't even know how long it was. And uh, since that day um, until this day, I think all of our lives are very different from knowing him. And Griff and Alex, you guys. We're building something incredible. You guys are turning heads. You guys had a great synergy together. Alaska, out of all of us in Wrecking Crew, Alaska is the only person ever got to meet Shells in person, which was amazing, for mm-hmm. one of the most celebrated songs of last year. Like, every time people would talk about the record, Ode to Camp Low was a favorite of Midnight Express. And then Castro, I know he would be invested with Shells about the heat. <laughs> and then about the millions of songs we all were on each other and planning to do with each other and features we had and stuff like that um 
And so I guess the biggest, the thing I want to open up to everybody is um, as an artist, because Shells is a lot of things. Like I said, he, he literally had an amazing life. Um, as an artist first, like what, what did Scorsese mean to you? So anybody want to go first? I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to hear your answers. What does he mean to you as an artist? I think Griff should start it off and then I'm going to follow him just because it also, that question leads into like the whole history of us anyway. So it's like sure. a little lead up. So. Go for it. I mean, I think um, something you just said a second ago um, and that was, uh, you said a lot. You did uh, top shelf Scorsese <laughs> impersonation uh, for one. So, um, but you said something about, um, you know, how much he's changed our lives. Uh in the short time that we knew him and like like when i think about that like i honestly like i wouldn't be on this podcast right now would it not be for him i mean like we would still be friends but it wouldn't be in this context it wouldn't be on a me actively making music mm. like the only reason that i'm uh making music again is because i met this dude Hmm. like you know i know i make these jokes all the time they're like what were you doing 10 years ago i was like i'd, I'd make like four beats a year and only send them to zilla right um that's accurate and then uh you know i basically stopped uh or went into retirement or whatever we want to call it and then it wasn't until i met this dude you know through you and he's like yo i need a remix and i'm like i can definitely make a remix and i did that and then you know if you want the full history you can see the previous episode where we were on but uh mm. um pretty much brings me up to speed as to like where i am so like him as an artist and his effect on me as an artist is like the fact that i'm still making music right now or making music again right now is all because i met this fucking guy mm. randomly um you know and then it became an amazing friendship and brotherhood and you know yeah man um to take up from there too like so i mean i kind of known griff forever i can't even remember how we met Drusilla, of course let's let's I mean, give zilla his roses here. give him a round of applause the conduit <laughs> you know what i'm saying we'll give him his credit Maven. But, um i was just talking to griff or whatever and we were like yo let's do an ep right and he's like oh i'm working with this other dude and this dude's like yo let me hop on this one song and he was just like i was just like all right dude i mean whatever bro like, <laughs> oh on it, right? He just sent me, I hadn't even heard the verse, bro. I just got that first verse. Well, he sent it to me two years ago, but I just found it. Like what, when you resend it, Griff, like three days ago? A couple ago. days ago, yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so fuck that, fuck me. Um, but yeah, this dude was just, I've never had somebody on the rap side that was like, like you said, he's fucking pushing everything, bro. Like all my best verses came from being like, yo, I got to kill this motherfucker, right? Which is some rap <laughs> shit. Everybody does that, right? Like, <laughs> And then he was just so fucking prolific, dude. Like, he used to call me Mercurial, right? Which is pretty fucking true when it comes yeah, to my yeah. life. Yeah, that's accurate. I, I can, I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, if I'm not, like, I was like, dude, I got to go, like, do some shit for a couple months and I might have, like, three bars after that or something. You know what I mean? Like, I got to go live life. But this dude was just, that's about right. <laughs> and it's, he was just fucking on it. And it was just so fucking inspiring to just be like, Yo, we had just planned, fuck, we had just planned our entire, like, 2021. Like, how long ago was that, Griff? Uh, it was, like, right before the new year. Yeah. Right before Christmas or and something. And it was just like, all right, so I know, Alex, you're working on an album. Griff got something. Scorsese, you're going to have January, February, 
April, June, December, November, and then I'm gonna drop a remix album in December. And I'm just like, bro, I'm, I got, I'm trying to work on these 13 songs. How you got five fucking albums done, dog? Like, like and, and the thing is, none of it was trash or filler or none of it, right? Like, no. like every bar fucking mattered, right? Like every single bar he wrote down fucking mattered. And it was like no wasted space on the paper. I'm guilty of writing some shit. And it's just like, oh shit, this 14. Uh, I gotta get to the end. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, right? we all do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't do that now. As a, you know what I'm saying. But that's another thing. It was just like, dude, every fucking bar for him counted in the production, and you could see it from even like the producer to talk about him. Everybody that he was involved with musically has nothing but high praise to say about that. Straight dude. up, man. Mm-hmm. Every corner of the world. It's fucking genuine, dude. He fucking really gave a fuck about the art. Bro, like, the merch shit was just, it's like off the fucking chain. I'm just like, all right, bro, we're going to drop some t-shirts. He's like, nah, bro, I'm doing a whole clothing line, dog. We're going to drop shorts and polos. And I'm just like, all right. And then we just be looking at the band camp numbers like, yo, this shit's selling out. Like, what the wow. fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just so, like, he was so driven. And I'm like, you have family and children like i wake up i go bartend and i come home and sleep dog and you are, <laughs> and i'm just like it's been so fucking inspiring for me like working on shit and just it's got me back on my game more than ever and now it's mm-hmm. like it fucking sucks because it's just like dude what the like that was the fucking engine right mm-hmm. and me and griff both know that we're gonna take this shit and we're gonna fucking push it to the fucking furthest corners of the earth that we can right but yeah, man, it's been a fucking couple of weeks, dude. Straight up, man. So, like, when you um, when you meet people on this journey or whatever, and um, you try to come to grips when you leave people for whatever reason or whatever, or people leave you, and I always was fond of the uh, phrase that um, everything and everybody has a season, right. so nothing has to feel like uh left or you know uh, sometimes we're boomerangs that's that's our nature we'll go back we'll go back to women we'll go back to friends go back to situations mm. all of us have uh daydreamed of oh if that job hires me back i'll do it a little different mm. they never they never call you back but <laughs> you know you know yeah you get that first couple of days after losing right so with shells is it's, it's it's not that impermanent it's just the sense that this this man was meant for us to meet him at this time Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we were at the end of his um, ride on the physical realm. But look at the battery that he put in all of our backs in different ways and shit like that. Like um, Alaska is, is they they have effusive praise of his feature on there, and that and it's just, it just wasn't just the feature that got Alaska out the house. That was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? Alaska got out the crib. He was in a cabin uh, for seven months with the gray beard. Yeah, he was. He was, in, he was Alaska was living behind waterfalls, like uh, like uh, Bruce Bruce uh, like Bruce Wayne for a little bit, and um, and you know. Um, and just me and him with the multiple collabs. I Griff knows. I don't even know how many times. Like we were working on something. He was like, "Oh yeah, you and you and Shell should get something." I was like, "Didn't we do that already? Like how many times <laughs> did we, we rung that bell?" But it's all good. And so, um, back to my original point of just like, it was meant. Whatever you believe in, it was meant to encounter this man at this time, for him to infuse all of us with with that great energy that he possessed, that he still possesses, that he actually is now. Mm. Um. You know, like just to to see the relentlessness and um, the the focus on quality, no, um, the lack of cutting corners. You know, um, mm. just all all things you, you should aspire to be to be an independent and a well known artist. All of those characteristics that 
that SCORE had, you can apply to our little indie hit and, or even the major label. Look, like he would have been fine on the major label. He would have been thrive. So um, I'm just grateful. You know, I feel blessed to have known him and when I did and to have engaged with him when I did and not look at it as a loss, but it's a game. Like, even though he's not here with us in the physical, there's nothing that's not augmented by me knowing this man now in my, in my you know, in my time past encounters with him. So it's like, I'm, I'm better for it. No way, shape or form that I'm not. Right. And so that's, that's a good, that's a good measure to, of, to look at or to, to think about when you're thinking about people that come in and out of your life for whatever right. reason. Um, so yeah, it just, just his, um, you know, like for me, the battery was like, he was one of my biggest supporters, even though he's my friend. Mm-hmm. And, um, Sometimes I have a lot of, um, me personally, I have conflicts with that. I have really good long-time friends that don't see me as an artist at all, just because I'm their friend. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they think about me last or whatever. And, and, you know, us as being artists, that stings a little bit. I remember with, with Score, it was like, he was, my, he was my friend, but he was definitely a fan of mine. And that was, his, that was important to him too. Right. And so that, that, that made me focus more to keep up my end of the bargain. Right, like he was so, always- like, you don't have to- Oh, my bad. Nah, no, he yeah, you don't have to be my friend. You don't have to be. That's that's not even necessary. I'll give you the music for free and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the fact that you did engage in that and you took and you took it so seriously, yeah. that was that was really important to me. Yeah, that yeah, good. He hyped up everybody, bro. Like I like he would just be sending me random dudes with like twenty three fucking Instagram followers, right? And just like, yo, check this dude out. He nice. You want me to get this dude on your record? Mm. And he just he was a fan too, and that made his artistry yep. so dope because he could bring in so much other shit, right? And it's yep. not even like on like you know what I'm saying because when we first started working together, I was like, dude, I'd be on like some I'm on emo rap shit, dog. You'd be mm. catching mad bodies in your bars sometimes. <laughs> But it's like it fucking worked because he understood what I was trying to do. Yeah. And that was like another artist gift of his to be able to just see what somebody was and be like, I know what this dude can do. I know where I could put this person. He's mm-hmm. a fucking master chess player with his music shit. Dude. Straight up. What about you, Alaska? I mean, I, I've only known Score for a little over a year, really. Like when he reached out to me to do Camp Low, that was like the first time that we really interacted beyond like some, you know, some Twitter shit here and there. And I, I think we quickly became friends. Um, you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed about Score was just how easy it was to talk to him in general, right? Like he was just a real sort of down to earth, salt to earth type of person. Like, you know, he was, he wanted to be your friend more than he wanted to be like a collaborator or he wanted to be like a dude that's like, you know, let's build. He wanted to actually like be a, a friend. He wanted to know about your life. He wanted to know who you were. And, you know, we sort of clicked pretty quickly. Like, you know, I think we've done like four or five songs over the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all like back and forth bars. Like it almost reminded me of like writing for Hangar 18 because that's how mm-hmm. and I used to do it. Nice. It's like back and forth all the time. And it was like, it was, it was really effortless, but um, I, I think one of the things I really liked about Scorsese was that he wasn't like a rap friend. Like, I think we all know like rap friends where they're like people we know because we do music with them, but you wouldn't like necessarily bring them around your real friends. Right? <laughs> you know, like, whereas Scorsese, I know I could bring him around like my friends that I've had for 20 or 30 years now. And it would click like that. It wouldn't be like a weird thing. Like I would bring like jokes heads around like my, 
my other friends and they'd be like, who are these fucking weirdos? Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> and I know I could bring score around. And like, I really appreciated that because it, it helped me reconnect with like a part of myself that I hadn't reconnected with in a while. And I think like, it was almost like, I don't know how to say this, but like, there was like a language that we had when we rapped together that was like it was an understanding with one another um and then you know when i got to go down to dc and hang out with him for a day like that just really solidified it it was like it was like running into an old friend that you hadn't seen in a long time Hmm. even though it was the first time we ever met right you know it was like that real like sort of easiness that you have with somebody that you've known for a lifetime and just like a real special dude man I, i really admired the shit out of him i admired how hard he worked at every aspect of life you know, you saw the care for his family, you saw the care for his students, you saw the care for his, his music and his community, just like, you know, you go to his Instagram and he's just like out doing bike rides with like groups of people mm-hmm. every fucking yeah. Saturday, like, how'd you ride 30 miles today? <laughs> what a mask on. What a mask on. Yeah. I, I don't even want to walk to the bathroom. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it hit me real hard, man, when, when Griff called me, I was fucking floored. Yeah, man. The uh, it's funny because during it, right right towards the end of the summer and or fall, I started riding my bike again because I was watching this motherfucker get busy, being like, "Yo, I just banged out thirty miles," and he'd be like, "Yo, how's the such such album?" I was like, "You fuck with it." He's like, "All right, I'm gonna load it up for my bike ride today." And I'm like, "This motherfucker's always biking. I got a bike in my yard for five years with a tarp over it. What am I doing?" <laughs> Yo, and he didn't even have a bike until this some beginning of the summer or whatever. He's just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna buy a bike and I'm gonna do this." That's crazy. Like he's like, this is the first bike I own in like eleven years or something like that. <laughs> That's wild, dude. That last bike I had was crackhead ripped it off a fucking locked metal bar into a concrete wall. They ripped the mm. whole bar out and stole my bike. <laughs> the last bike I had, I, I, I put the lock on. Head. I put the lock on wrong, and I was being lazy because I didn't want to carry it upstairs. So I only pretty much had the front wheel locked, and so from my window I could see the front wheel. So I would look at it a couple of times, and the wheel was there. <laughs> Right? It's like some home alarm shit, though. <laughs> like, I looked at it like three times throughout the night because I, I slept in the living room area and I looked at it and I wasn't paying no mind until the morning came and like sun was coming up and I looked, but then I moved my head over the window to see. <laughs> and as I started opening up my sight, there was no bike attached to that wheel or the lock. The lock was there, the wheel was there, but the bike was gone. And it was funny because I kept looking thinking it was there because it was the wheel. But anyway, Jesus Christ. That was the last one guy. Riding a bike as an adult is scary as hell, man. Because if you fall, mm. oh man, you fall, somebody's right. gonna see you and that's you have a, to get up. You got <laughs> somebody's yeah. gonna see you and you're like, Bloody when you get older, well, I'm not worried that like and ride, riding in the city is just a whole other ball game too. Uh, like a bone pop. A bone. Yeah. Uh, I I oh. just I really worry. I have the first initial worry of oh my god, I got to get up and I'm on the ground. And yeah. as I got older. Getting up from being on the ground, that's a lot. Like, you get to the point where it's like, all right, what am I wearing? I'm just going to lay here. Like, I'm not going to yeah. pop up anymore. I'm just going to lay here for a while. I, I always somebody... this oh, joke yes. with Winter Breeze, like, in, like, the winter, like, the you know, when the hawk is out in New York. Mm-hmm. Like, if I fall, 
I'm, this is where I'm going to die. <laughs> save, save yourself. Because yeah. I'm not kidding. You get trampled, bro. Yeah. Don't come back from me. I'm good. Man, getting up, man. When you get older, getting up, falling is a whole one thing. That's one issue. But getting up. You guys drink some cherry juice, bro. You got some inflammatory issues. You need man, to your whole size fresh cherry juice from Trader Joe's, though. Your joints lock up. You're like, man, nah, you need some cherry juice. Walking and moving, man. Who cares, man? Somebody. I can't even get up without making a noise, bro. Anytime I got to get up, there's like a every time. Says the youngest I, person in this room. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't, that doesn't even click. <laughs> as ignorant as it sounds, man, people in like mechanized chairs and those those scooters and stuff, I'll be like, man, I'm about to plow for one, man. Because this is this is this is for the birds. If I get to save my little legs for steps, and save shit. my legs. I fell this summer and I was like carrying something. It was like taking apart a guinea pig cage. <laughs> Page, so I had my fingers through the bars and I fell. Oh, and like just smashed my hand like fist into the ground with the cage. Three of my fingers still don't work right from that. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to a specialist, dog. You don't yeah, forget that. it when we get I'm like, oh, well, these fingers don't work anymore. Rub some dirt on it. They're only fingers, it's not like it's a heart or something, you know. <laughs> this is the time when you like <laughs> maybe I go your, for my heart. These are the ages you break your foot and let it. Heel on its own. Oh, yeah. it's just a little crooked. Yo, beep this. My, my uncle, you know, my uncle, right? He was playing, he was playing hockey until from I don't know, from the time he was like t- six years old to up until the time he was like in his fifties or something, right? And he would be playing in his fifties against like thirty or this is ice, like ice hockey. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was playing, coaching, but he was still playing in the league. So he'd be like 50 playing against like 35 year olds, four year olds. So finally. It's in his fifties. He had to get like his hip replaced or some shit from playing hockey with you. And doctor was like, "Yeah, I see. Uh, I see your your knee and your your knee and your leg healed really well on its own from when when you tore your ACL." He was like, like, "What?" He was like, yeah. "When?" <laughs> like, and he was like, "Yeah, like it healed on its own." He was like, "Oh yeah, I remember for a while, just like my foot just didn't work for a while. I just kept playing. I didn't know." He I remember tore his ACL. Wait, I just kept walking around. I remember for a while. Well, my foot 70s, just wasn't 80s. working for a while. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like 20, yeah, yeah, my, my heel, just, my leg, it didn't feel that good. I, don't know, I just kept I kept tying my skates tighter. I was like, oh, that's, that's a yep, that, hey, And that's the ultimate <laughs> athletic song. The bomb, yeah. the bomb. Doctor was like, everything. oh, it's healed very nicely. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Tie your shoe up tighter. Yeah. yeah. Put on an extra pair of socks. As long as your foot, does, your foot, you could be hanging by a tendon. Tie that shoe up tighter, get it real tight, put another <laughs> pair of socks on. Well, let, me, let, let me let me jump in and we'll take our first official break. I want, I want to talk about Scorsese, the artist. So I like what Alex said at the beginning about, you know, like Marvel and this motherfucker. Like, damn, how did you have all these kids and this job and a family and a life? And Alaska, I think you said to me before about like when you're busy, you get more, you get more shit done. You know what I mean? And that was definitely true for me. Like once I became a family man, um, but I was never on a level with this guy. Like this, his, his work ethic, I, the, the thing I like to think about with him was that he truly maximized everything. So if he liked one of your beats, he was doing eight to 10 songs with your beats. It wasn't like, okay, cool, man. Hey, Griff, you're, you're cool. I don't know. I like that one joint. See you later. It's going to go on my album. You're one beat. Um, Cause that's how most of us rappers work. Unless we're in a group with somebody or have a long-term relationship. It's always piecemeal. Yeah, like we're, like we'll get a pack and we'll pick you know the one or two we like or something like that. And he was like, no, 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 give me all of your fucking beats and I'm gonna do a project with you. And so the way 
he empowered and showed love to producers. I mean, fuck rappers like Griff, Chumzilla, Panels. I'm, I'm sure there's a good point. Guys. Like that's some shit where when you're a producer, like that's why I love Cargo Colts. Alaska just let me like empty out my archive of hot beats that have been sitting around for 10, 12, 15 years that were supposed to be on some dudes albums. And I did songs to it allow it allowed me to shine, but in service to Alaska's artistry. And so Scorsese, if you were the hottest dude in the world, if like Alex said, if you had 50 fucking plays on SoundCloud, if he thought you were fire, He's like, I need all of it, and I'm gonna, I, I know what to do with this, and that's something I, I know a million producers. I make beats. I've never done that unless it was career crooks with small pro. Like I never had one dude off the rip. All the beats are gonna be for me, and I'm gonna do something with it, and then I'm gonna bring in this dude here and this dude there, and then so I think that was really special. Like I've never encountered someone that ever did that like major label people and bigger bigger guys can do that because it makes sense financially and also the ability to do that and hold up a project on its own like the 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 most recent one tales in the tesla like when you're doing multiple projects and i can speak from personal experience sometimes you gotta lean on your your folk but one one record might only have (laughs) three features but then the next record is like um, oh yeah, big pun, baby type. Yeah. Area, where there's, Every song. Uh, in the I, I remember it always stuck out to me. I don't know if y'all when I would look at big pun um, track listings or Fat Joe's, the um, features would be in like a yellow font as opposed to the track listings in white. Mm-hmm. And I remember scanning them and be like, dang, there's no track without this yellow yeah, feature. Right. It's not, right. There's no, and it, so there was definitely a lot of collaboration. For Big Pun, it was obvious um, that was health reasons. For Fat Joe, that just seems the nature right. of his work is this constant collaboration. But with the difference with Score was like, hey, I'll give you a project with a um, bunch of features. We'll do a Midnight Express that has to do with tag teams. But then I'll do three other projects where it's just me, right. one feature. Or I'll do Nation Gang with all my homies from acapellas yep. from two years ago. And we'll, we'll liven it up and make it all incredible, like yacht music and shit, but also banging shit you could play in the gym. And so I, and, and the cool thing was, I think like the more I got to know him, the more I started finding out about all of his rap lives in the past from like street battle shit, battle DVDs in Philly, managing dudes, ghost writing for people. Wilson it Fisk. Straight up. Like Wilson Fisk was <laughs> with the dollar sign. Wilson, Wilson Fisk. Dollar sign K. He used to work with Wilson Fisk. D. Wilson Fisk? No, no, that, no was, that, that was, was his name. original rap name was, was Wilson, Wilson Fisk oh. with a dollar sign, of course. That shit is, that shit is gorgeous. And was, he, was he not aware of Wilson Fisk? Yeah, was, that was the whole point. Oh, got you by putting it yeah, down. It was kind of different. Yeah. So I, I no, no, I meant, I meant, um, I meant, oh, oh, I meant Carlton. I mean, Carlton Fisk. Carlton Fisk from at the man's homie. Nah, well, yeah. was Carlton Fisk aware of the fucking catcher? Carlton Fisk. <laughs> like, why would you name yourself? <laughs> there's, a good, there's a good chance that he was not. There's a mm. good chance that Carlton, Carlton Fisk, Fisk was jersey not in my room aware. right now, son. I got a, I got a, I got a picture. Fisk. I got a picture of six year old me with, with Carlton Fisk. on the White Sox when he was yeah, like 45. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, talk yeah. about, talk about busted body so, of so knees and body creaking. Carlton. Oh, I'll say we both, we both look better in that picture. And we we all agreed at 50-50 that Carlton Fisk, the rapper, might not be aware of Carlton Fisk, the baseball player. He, yeah. There's a good chance he, he has no That's idea. Amazing. Like, they make himself have, like, a creaky old white catcher <laughs> from the fucking White Sox. And Red Sox. my goddamn jersey. Y'all hating on my boy. White Sox. We saw that. Yo, man. 72. Wasn't he number no, 72? No, we just said. He was 72 on the White Sox. I have... 
So my, my life, I have no recollection. I like, uh, he was already on the white Sox when I was a kid. So like, that's yeah. the only thing I ever associated with, with until I was like way older. I'm like, wait, he had this whole other career he before the white Sox. He did the, Red Sox. He did the fucking thing, yeah. you know, like it was like, yep, yeah, you know, he did. He did. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. When he went to the, when he went yeah, to the hall of fame, when he went to the hall of fame wearing the Red Sox shit, I'm like, well, I'm offended by this I'm a Red Sox fan. And then I was like, researched. I'm like, Oh boy, was I wrong. That's, that's what a winning was. What you say? What you say, Alaska? You always got to wear the Red Sox stuff. It's the Boston Red Sox. Oh, um, excuse me, Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. The Boggs went in as a Yankee. Clemens is going in as a Yankee in twenty. Ain't going in ever. Oh, Wade Boggs went in as a Yankee. That's that's brutal. that was a part of his contract. That's a big hit for a Red Sox. Wade Boggs went in as a Yankee, brothers. <laughs> How about that? Hot corner. Boggs is a hot corner. He's a drug. Tell you, in Boston, they're not they're not carrying you on their shoulders like like um like my man Wells. On the horse when he was not carrying that no well, yeah that one but yeah, I remember box. when they picked up David Wells on their shoulders his five hundred oh, yeah, pound yeah. ass yeah, no yeah, yo yo he yo circle loose three nothing lead to the Boston Red Sox and no they, no yeah. I barely remember I remember I remember <laughs> all the pennants that's what I remember. I remember the pennants. Yo, but David oh, Wells actually, yo, David Wells actually had King's disease. That motherfucker had gout. Remember he missed some starts? Yes. <laughs> no, no. The most peculiar thing I'll tell y'all is when, um, help me out with his name, the relief pitcher we had that had that um, bug infestation at the mound. Oh. You don't um, remember? I know who you're talking about. Bo, Bo Bonnie Z. What was his name? He was a relief pitcher. We was trying the to start him. And then, yes, and he had this whole, like, insect infestation during the playoffs. <laughs> It was all about? these fruit flies going crazy around his head. He was like having a whole oh, time oh, he uh, pitch. Uh, El Duque? No, it wasn't El Duque. Oh, Z, right. um, Armando Benitez. Blasky, you know what I'm talking about. I know right? what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we just can't place his name. But um, anyway, so uh, peculiar baseball stories for five hundred dollars. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> that was fucking wonderful. We we need more baseball talk on the show. God damn. Yeah, Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Aaron, man. This is the first oh, time geez. I felt oh. as young as y'all say I am. It's like baseball, dog. That's. LeBron ain't enough. That's some boomer <laughs> shit. That's, real boomer. Exactly. That's the real boomer Yo, baseball, shit. <laughs> like, like, Baseball in the I 80s mean, and 90s was cracking, yeah. bro. And now, and now the just, boomer hour on call out culture. Yo, baseball <laughs> in the 90s was cracking. Brought this to you by like, Michelob. This is I was in baseball after that Simpsons episode with Ken Griffey and Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs. And, they made him, and made him say, he kept making him shave his hair. Shave those cyborgs. He's like, get rid of those cyborgs. And tell y'all the truth. I still don't really get the joke. I don't know what no, he was no, no. talking about. Not only had a giant play. mullet and Steinbrenner made him cut it. Well, right, yeah, I was, know, but he really didn't life. have sideburns until he cut all his hair off. But then I, I kind of forgot about the hair restrictions because yeah, Johnny, Johnny Damon, like, Johnny Damon had to shave his yo, fucking when, hippie when cats, face. When cats came, yeah, so the Yankees, it was like they wanted to like get the hair. Like, wait, 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 like no, oh, no, no. how weird this is. George Steinbrenner owned yes. a fucking baseball team, which is yes. a game my fucking five year old could play. And he was yes. like, "We're basing this team around the fucking Navy, where you have to yes. be clean shaven." For this one team on a fucking think about the one team in the whole league. His whole no, no, stop, stop, y'all, stop. Steinbrenner, the dude from Seinfeld. Wait, no, yes. wait. There was yes. other coaches. There were other coaches. There was the other guy managers. from Seinfeld, correct? Wasn't there? Uh, no, wait, stop. There were other owners and managers. Like you couldn't wear headbands on one team. There was like one other no. weird stipulation: no, no. headbands or wristbands. Scott somebody. Skiles. Scott there wasn't. There wasn't. Scott Skiles wouldn't let yes. Ben Wallace. Wear yep, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Scott Scott would not wear let anybody Bulls, wear headbands. Ben Wallace, you get it right. Contract with the Bulls. Most of the like, game. Nah, bro, you can't Kyle, wear that bro. headband. He's like, the fuck did I join this? Like, headband. <laughs> this is my whole identity. So anyway, 
Yeah, so so you started seeing cats come and then they would look a little different. Yo, and that yes, is white see. supremacy. Scott Skiles told Ben Wiles after he signed an eighty million dollar deal, you can't wear a headband. That's white supremacy. That's so fucked up. That is white and, and so what what I wouldn't remember is because why well, I get it twisted because Donnie Baseball madly had the big bushy mustache. So I didn't understand this sideburn rule. If you could have this big handlebar mustache and yes. after a while he cut it down, but I didn't know it went like. Oh, no, you know why, Castro? Because in the Navy. One of the armed forces, on, you can have a mustache, and the Yankees followed the fucking Navy. Yo, man, like Jambi looked the crazy. Army. Uh Damon looked crazy. Like people yeah. with the with these like iconic beards and faces yeah. that were coming. No, no, no. This is the down. Navy. When you sign with the Navy, this is what the Navy requires. So my thing is like, and, and I will get All right, let's, this, take break, they, let's take a break. 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 Back to Boomer Hour. Okay. The Shells Memorial and Boomer Hour also. We didn't talk about the heat yet. The Shells. We're, we're going to get back to it. We'll come back. We'll talk about how the heat gets. No Where is Jimmy? Start there. It's the good, bad, the hungry, the hunger games, the hunter be hunted, man, the hunger pain's fucking me. Mine's sharper than cutlery before I flip with side of the coin I see. You suck a duck, you know you're moving like Elma. You're moving like Mouse. Yeah. I'm marching like Selma, yeah. doing your own thing, or you rapping like Rosella. <laughs> Me, I'm just shells for Sazy. Lord Jones, Lord knows before the choir sings, I move like Leviathan. Things the type of joy the silence brings. I let it breathe in and out like animal fries and secret menus. Real recognize, real. I see the bitch within you. Yeah. Breaking bread with juice, sipping soup with extra lentils. So my thoughts remain existential. I'm just trying to live higher than the regular. The hatred is real. Fill it deep within your molecular. We all trapped. By your cellular, wonder how I got over. Peace to Mahalia. When I die, bury me in the regalia. Shining like William Pitt, middle of Philadelphia. Safe. Politics starts with a big pressure across our skull and murdering our people. Politics starts with the fact that we get rotten education, we get brainwashed and fooled and a trick notion and trick knowledge and, and everything else that goes on with us in terms of the exploitation that goes down. Politics starts with the fact that we want decent housing, fit for shelter of human beings. Now this is where politics starts. And black people now understand with the Black Panther Party that we are going to relate to politics in a real fashion. We are not going for no more jive verbal sincerity at all. At all. We're back. The boomer hour is over. So take some Metamucil like Alaska power up. We're coming back. <laughs> it's the Shells Memorial episode. Scorsese to God, the King, stacking chips on record, crushing every single enemy. So uh, we, we're, we're trying to have a good time, man. We, we, we miss him. He's what, what an amazing, amazing person. And uh, I, I, I can also say it's been really the thing I really loved about doing this show is number one, having all my friends on. Number two, all of us, me, me, Castro and Alaska, like being able to cross pollinate homies and connects to have, you know, like gang and cryptic and Roy Christopher and G battle and a lot of Alaska's homies that wouldn't really know us otherwise to now be in a world where Griff and Alex and Scorsese could be there, you know, and next to like, you know, have an episode of Billy Woods and more mother and elucid with the backwoods brand. So it's been really dope to have our show which kind of started out kind of like indie rap centric, you know, like joke centric and raucous centric. And that was our shit early on kind of talking about stuff. Now I feel like we're in a place where when we bring people on, I think if people aren't familiar or maybe they are, but they're going to give everyone a shot. You know what I mean? So like Billy Woods got a 20 fucking weirdo million euro dudes that 
worship everything he says and then regular people that worship everything he says. And those same people, I think, um, want to check out Midnight Express. You know what I mean? Which I, I love it. Like I love, I love us being able to be like, these are our homies over here that the whole world's in love with. And then these are our homies over here that you should love and you're going to love next. Um, and so having, having doing a live from the liner notes on Midnight Express, I love, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of, even if Scorsese was alive right now, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that call out culture is like, we have the definitive article on this album that fuck. I mean, all of us are on the shit, man. Like Bobby seal is my shit. Survivor series. 92 is my shit. Oda camp low is my shit. I'll be, I'll be real president. Yo, straight up. Like, yo, I Marvel versus DC to me is like the weakest joint on the record. And I'm, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I wanted that beat. I wanted that beat so bad. I think it's, I think it's the weakest joint and I have fun making it. I'm just being real. I'm not even trying to be home because that's, that's how strong it is. And so I feel like the, the dopest thing I love watching with you guys building with Scorsese and I know I know Alex and Griff for a very long time. I just love the fact that insubordinate records, I watched it start up. I remember talking to Scorsese being like, yo, you have you thought about starting a label? You know what I mean? I was like, you just have a lot of shit. You know, I was like, you have you got a lot of things going on, and you know, a lot of people like and he was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, that that's already happening. I was like, Oh sh- okay, okay. All right. <laughs> and the next thing I know, boom, insubordinate comes out, and then boom, the fucking label comes out, and then boom, the band camp, and then all the fucking drops, and then Okay, Z, Z, Z. Um, Z is a lot more gracious at this than I am. So uh Scorsese comes around and puts a foot in the ass of Jason Griff and one Alex Ludovico. <laughs> the same. So so me and Z, I was getting our, there, our right foot, I was getting there. I know you were. Our right foot was very sore from putting our foot in these like j- ladies and gentlemen, we've known these two very talented individuals for over a decade. Both of them. Correct. And we've known their roller coaster of rap fun. And me and Z trying to be little elder statesman, we try to um, lead by example. Correct, Z? We're a little bit more sure. lead by example. Sure, okay. sure, okay, sure. And um, we were very happy that uh, uh, Score came along to uh, inject a little um, go juice into a friends. Live up to the title of this fucking podcast. God damn, bro. Straight Call up, my bro. ass out, whatever. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but- sorry, Zilla. You literally I mean, can he brought an organization to a lot like because that's the thing right like i told you i was working on shit with griff like we were gonna do an ep he hit me up like yo this fire i'm gonna work on this cool and then he was like yo you in la right i was like yeah y'all coming out there i said like we had maybe exchanged like seven sentences at this point and i was like all right come through And I was like, he ain't fucking coming. And then it's just like, oh yeah, I'm here. And I'm like, oh shit. Right. <laughs> He's here now, I guess. Whatever, right? And then we just kicked it and fucking was like, cause we like I made this joke on fucking Twitter, right? Like we like he was like, oh yeah, let's do some back and forth shit. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do four, you do four. And then he was then he was like writing, we were writing this shit. He's like, I know I say a four, but I just I just dropped a 16 right here. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, it's cool, dog. Like, I don't give a fuck about it, right? Like, yeah, bro, if you got the bars, fucking let them rip, right? I thought it was a back and forth record, but whatever. Let's fucking go, right? <laughs> We're gonna back, go back and forth, and forth where I go, be, I go I do four 32 times as well. and you do yeah. 32. <laughs> you go back and forth with a four, but 
but I do three. I still one for you. And one we only for do me. one each. One, one, two for you. One, for, one for you. One, two, three for me. One. Trust <laughs> oh, me, I know about that. I work yeah. with Prem Rock, and I do my customary sixteens, and I let the the hands of fate. Tell that's Prem what, when that's to stop. Me, it's just like <laughs> rap is built around 16 bars because so that, that's what I'm giving. Not, you, what, I, not right? what I'm rapping, friend. Yo. They just they, they go, they let the they let the rhythm hit them. Prem and, <laughs> and Scorsese let the rhythm oh hit them. Oh my god. And then it's like, oh, I'm supposed to stop. They that's when they stop writing. Oh, I'm supposed to stop. That not not that's why you can <laughs> as a as a producer, you don't send three minute beats. No, you do not. Yeah. Ah. Keep it at like a buck 18. You don't think Scorsese was looping them? He was looping yeah, them. He, I'm, I'm the fucking meme dude with the tap of his if head. If they don't know how to loop, I'm not good to go. That's what you was doing to me. My bad, my bad. I, I blew up. Uh, you blew you right 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 out, yo. Um, big ups to Small Pro. I'll be clear. Smalls, can you give me a longer loop, man? Can you give me a longer loop? Be like, all right. And he's God, like, and, and meanwhile, you a, he, a, before see, he hits that response, he give you like a twenty-seven says, second loop. He give you like a twenty-seven second like loop. Like a minute. It's always like a prime number. It's like one oh seven. And then he won't respond to you for a week. For like twenty-seven second songs. Like, yes. Seven second beat. Get your twenty-seven second song. There you go, yo. There you go. <laughs> you got three oh, hooks. All hooks. I'm writing um, a song. I'm writing. I got an album coming out, y'all. All hooks, man. No verses. That sounds like a, that's why the Playboy it. Cardi record fire, bro. It's all hooks. No, it's not fire. Yo, Capadonna did an album of all verses and no hooks. I mean, why is that? Are you not serious? Surprising? I swear to God, he did. I he mean, did one because Winter people were like, "Oh, Winter War is the best verse." I like your verses. He did a whole album of verses. All right, oh let's, my God. let's not I, go down a Capadonna rabbit hole. That's been that's been the because, Capadonna because trivia because hour. Somebody's going to gonna you, mention Bob. the artwork, and then we're going to be done. Yes, so, uh, moving, yes. On. Yeah. moving on, moving on. Scorsese would never <laughs> no, let that wait, shit go wait, on Instagram wait. ever. Scorsese, we move on. he sent me to he sent me the artwork. Like he uh, sent it to me too. He sent me. Of course, he did. Grip. I'm, I'm Griff. You have no. You have you have the youngest. You have the youngest child of us, right? Correct. Uh, right now. Yeah. Currently. Yeah, my youngest is okay. three. Okay, yes. your youngest. You know, I mean, they're a little more savvy tech wise. Could have made a better album cover than that one. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. I mean, my kids I'm, do do a lot of my album art, and it's all better than that uh, one. Well, it's, well, I mean, and better than I mean, who's Guns? got a not not uh, to, not. Westside Pootie yes. did okay. I can't. I, I mean, I'm not gonna. Did. I'm not gonna like pit my kids versus another rapper's kids. <laughs> right. Like, I'll put my kids uh, up okay, against wait. any of them. Let me get on my score. Like, kids versus kids, get get not a line. I'm willing to cross. Yo, let me get on my Scorsese shit, Griff. Yo, your man's dropped a cover with a little kid drawing on it. You know what I'm saying? I dropped that shit like seven months ago. Your Westside Gunsu. He come out and he put the cover out with the little kid drawing on it, bro. I, he stole that shit from me. I don't really believe that. I just channeled Scorsese's spirit. Scorsese is notorious for pointing out. No, 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 no. I can pull Griselda. that shit up in my text messages. And when that album dropped, when the preview for that shit dropped with the art, he sent that shit to me and said, yo, this looked like scarf tissue. I agree. 
He probably I sent it to that. one of y'all too. I remember like, that also. Yes. And I, funny I, thing I, I is, I did not make the connection. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, I know. <laughs> I did. No, you good. Sorry. I'm just saying, bro. What happened? The one of his designers, one of Gun's designers, reposted what East Hampton Polo Boys. Familiar <laughs> with what we was doing. Nah, I don't give a fuck about that shit, bro. But no, okay, so so that's actually a perfect segue because that's how Insubordinate Records started. Not that specific instance, but like we felt, he felt, him. It's like 99.98% Scorsese is Insubordinate Records. Like, But it was your name, though. I mean, absolutely. But like, the, the, like the motivation, MySpace. the organization, anything. Uh, we just felt that we were doing something so unique that he's just like, yo, we got to put a name on this. We got to build mm. this as an overall brand versus all this effort for like seven different people, seven Pause different it for projects. A second. Like, Pause like, it. I've never heard this story before. Please continue. Mm. Facts. Worldwide um, facts. So yeah, he was talking about all that. Um, and it was just the umbrella, you know, like putting it all under one umbrella. Um, mm -hmm. And then like we spitballed names and like my um production uh or my uh my pu music publishing uh is uh ordering insubordination and like mm -hmm. he really liked that and like we were gonna call it that and i'm like that's kind of a lot yeah that's lyrical miracle like, cannabis label um, yeah, yeah yeah you're gonna rap that shit all the time <laughs> um and even insubordinate records is still a mouthful you know yes. like, title your sex tape but um <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah i mean that's how that's how that happened captain watts came through with the album art uh mm. or the captain watts but furthermore i would be remiss um to talk about insubordinate records and not mention um uh shelton's wife alexis um who also wanted me to mention while i was on here that she wanted to thank everyone for uh their outpouring of love and generosity oh, that's great. um yeah. If you are not aware, there's a GoFundMe. Uh, and it's the through the roof. The Shoo. links in most of our bios. Um, it is through the roof, but you know what else is through the roof? The size of that family. So um, mm. don't let the fact that a lot of people have been generous scare you yeah, off from up. being uh, supportive. Even, as well. Yep. Indeed. And, uh, all, of our, all of our Patreon. Do. Yeah, all of our Patreon subscribers this month, we're, we're taking our Patreon money and giving it to the Scorsese family. So that's... That's the co-op culture uh, uh, donation on top of everything else, straight up. It's yeah. worth it. So if everybody who fucks with us, I think everybody fucks with Griffin, Scorsese, and Alex Ludovico. And I've seen some guy. real alt altruistic. Somebody threw a 300 on there. Mm. Um, also, we have a shrapnel offer. Mm -hmm. Anybody that um, <clears throat> donates to the um, Shelton Lee Memorial Fund, you um, send your uh, receipts or your proof of purchase to Primrock. And we will send you some um, unreleased shrapnel songs. Wow, sweet! Straight up and down. So let me um let me guys ask you this then about insubordinate. What all the plans you said? How Scorsese? You guys had the calendar for this year, and Scorsese was gonna like ninety eight DMX the shit and just drop <laughs> fucking everything on top of one another. What about um? What do you think now moving forward? Like, what is your mission? for the label because the the beautiful thing i think me like-minded people new fans we love watching the, like i was wearing my fucking griff scorsese socks today yeah and my I son was like on. my son was like who's these wrestlers you know what I mean? mm. and and it was dope 
it was dope watching like getting the box with the dream team stuff in it oh z was going in he was this is before we even got deep with y'all but z was raving because this this also gave wrecking crew a battery in our back Straight about up. the packaging yep. for the first for the first dream team um thing griff with the uh with the box yeah, with the sign bonus you know, with the signing bonus, and Z was just like unpacking. He's like, "Yo, this is it." He was sending us texts throughout. We have a group text record. He's mm-hmm. like, "Yo, this is this is the move right here. This is what you got to do." And um, straight up, and it doesn't matter. Like, it, I tell you the truth, that um, grip, that thing could have been filled with uh, a box of buttons, but it's the presentation. It wasn't exactly right. the pieces. It was like, "Oh wow, these pieces," but also we're giving you these pieces in this um, the insubordinate bags, like those mm-hmm. things. All those little touches are important. They might cost more in the overhead on the front end but that stuff is important because that's what we're talking about right, i mean yeah. you can make a million shirts and I, I don't talk about old atmosphere shirts but mm-hmm. i would if the packaging was something that was stunning mm-hmm. right, yeah that yeah. shit engenders loyalty like people love fucking little touches or everything that's the thing that that's one of the batteries that i got in my bag right where it's just like it's not like the like i've always been so music first music 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 if the music's banging it's cool it's like that's not really where we at in 2021 right like it's mm-hmm. Like you gotta put those extra little touches on it, and I see how people fucking flip out when they get their shit, and it's just like, yo, look at this bag, bro. Look at the, like even mm. like they gonna throw that bag away, and like you know what I mean, like right. I'm looking at bag, right? But it's still so fire for people to pull that shit up. Mm. And I've been pretty honest as far as the fact that like, yo, like there's a part of me that's fucking terrified with this legacy, right? Like this motherfucker mm. was so fucking genius, and I have no problem saying that. But I also know that I'm gonna rise to the fucking challenge. Griff is gonna rise to the fucking challenge, and we're gonna keep that shit going because now we got the formula. That's one mm-hmm. of the things he gave to us. He gave us that mm-hmm. formula, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like I see where, like, how he moved because it was a thing. Like we would talk about it, we would text and shit, and he would talk like, "Yo, I met this distributor." Like, yo, like the la- one of the last things he put up was him getting shit embroidered for his next record. Yep, I saw the picture. Like the thing was, um, me and Z were like going back and forth about either being blocked by it or writing. Like right after he passed, I had a flood of writing. I'm doing a new shrapnel record in it. And, mm-hmm. and Z was on the other spectrum. Like, I don't know if I, if I can write, if I should write or whatever. And, but at the same time, both of us were like, you know what? Um, I'm big on honoring the dead. And if mm-hmm. Scorsese was around, or if his spirit is in my presence, he would have his foot in my ass talking about, oh man. I'm sitting on right. like six songs, right? It, right. Bro, like he, he, a song he, for you and me to be on that I right. haven't fucking Exactly. Started, right. And exactly. like, I, I listened to the beat yesterday and I was just like, all right, I think I got something now. So even, past, he, even, him, even him in passing, he would be on us about, you better not stop. You Look what I, I started. You better, you, you better not. You bet not. If you I was not, I mean, if you think about it. If I did averages, I'd say he would send me something like, yo, hop on this every other week. <laughs> just like, yo, mm. I need this verse on this. Yo, send me this verse. Just like, bro, I got, I be working and shit. I'm tired, dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, nope, nonstop, bro. And it was just, it's been so inspiring, right? Like this, to be honest with you, this past, like I was only able to fucking listen to his, some shit with his voice like two or three days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that shit first happened, I tried to listen to it and it was just, it's too fucking heavy. It's too fucking heavy. I got a song that we're gonna drop probably on the Wrecking Crew platform. Me, him, and Fat Boy Sharif, like stuff like that. So like, you know, I'm, I'm mixing my new record now. It's the song is Me Scorsese and Castro on the Hook. Yep, just stunting. You know what I mean? Just non fucking stop. And so it's just. Like, I know we're gonna fucking kill this shit, but there is, it's just like, he was so fucking central to the shit as far as the plans and the business. And it was, 
now I got the cheat code. You know what I'm saying? Now it's there. Yeah. Right? Like instead of like, because I mean, I like you said, y'all have known me forever. I'll put out shit or I'll record a bunch of shit and then I'll just fucking fall out the face of the earth for a little bit. And yeah, and it's just like, I see how this man works and I see what, I see how it progresses. And it's mm. like, okay, this is me. Now I like, now I got to pick up this mantle, bro. Like mm. fucking, I got to go this hard, right? And it's just like, okay, I could do this shit, right? It's fucking, but I still hear his voice like, bro, you nice dog, what is you doing? Cause I'm fucking, mm. you know what I'm saying? I'll be on that emo shit where it's just like, Man, I don't know people like <laughs> and he would he would text like I've never had somebody like hype me up like I mean like Zill I sent you the fucking record I wasn't fucking sure about any of that shit right Word. you're fucking stupid I know I was texting you notes today I was like yeah, yeah I know and then that last note was just like oh yeah I do need to do that good call good call I'll send it to you uh, Griff it was a pretty great suggestion um, but that dude just like, I was literally working on the record and I just looked down, he called me and like, I'm just like, if I'm busy, I'll just be like, shoot a text back. Right. So I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna pick it up in the studio and I've like dealt with people who like my shit. I have fans, whatever, whatever. Right. I've never had somebody just gas me up. But the thing was, he would gas me up with fucking details. It wasn't like mm. generalized bullshit. Mm-hmm. He would be like, nice. nice. He's like, no, this bar right here or this hook at 147, bro. And it's just like, damn, all right. Like, you really give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And that shit, man, that fucking Superman in the studio. After that, I'm just like, yo, let's go. I got to drop six songs tonight. Rah, right? <laughs> yeah, you said it earlier, run through a fucking wall for dude, bro. Yeah, it's funny because I was, I actually, um, when he passed, uh, you know, I, we were all in contact with each other a lot. And then I, uh, the, the day after I, I, I didn't go to work. I didn't, well, I, I work remotely, but I just can't, I just called out and I just like walked around. I, was, I talked to Castro for like two hours and I was like walking around the city and then I was playing Midnight Express and I was playing man other shit. And I was, it was dope because I was, I was letting myself have breakdowns and reading people on Twitter from all the zip squad cats and all his homies in Delaware and Maryland, all his Twitter friends. And it's probably like real life, just people in real life, but they didn't even fuck with him as a rapper, just liked him as a man. And uh, it was interesting to watch a lot of people I knew directly and indirectly grieve, but it was like very similar themes across the spectrum, whether cats known him two years, 15 years, five years on Twitter only. And, uh, and so it was dope because I, it, on, on my end, I was like allowing myself to just soak it in and think back being like, man, look at the impact this person had, you know what I mean? And maybe six years ago, none of us knew him. No, none, none of us in this room knew who he was. Yeah. Not, and it's not even a long time ago. That really isn't. And so mm-hmm. it was ill to, to just soak it all in and to where it made me excited to want to listen to lobsters in my Tesla. And it made me excited to go back in the nation gang. And it made me excited to play like catch point remix when I was playing ball. And like, it made me happy. You know what I mean? And I, and I think the thing I loved about him a lot was I, I think I posted on Instagram was like, he was the person that, and we're all saying this in different ways. Every time you dealt with this dude, you felt good. Man. It was never like we all know, man. We all know the person where if I want to kill some time or pre-COVID, I want to just go kick it with somebody. We know the people who are not hitting up. Right. We know the people yeah. who are like, I don't want to bump, I don't want to bump in this motherfucker. Bro. 
Yeah, like I don't want to bump in this motherfucker. I don't want this person to see me on IG near their neighborhood. I don't want them to yeah. know because I don't I don't want to deal with that. I want you don't want to deal with the residual of like encountering that person and like, whatever waste. Like sometimes you deal with people and there's a certain waste that's developed. You see, like ugh, like you know, and it's yeah. no fault to either person. Just like oh, I didn't feel like feeling like that or they. But their oh, energy, I'm going through right. this again. Yep. I'm, yeah, oh, and I'm I'm not again. with that. And 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 it's it's a cliche like very. 2020 20 oh my energy keep the energy vibe but his energy literally like when you die you, your energy goes so energy doesn't stop exactly. energy just moves and changes yes it does so, the amazing thing about that is his energy when he was physically alive with us his energy touched so many people to feel good like this fucking podcast he was listening to the episodes when you're probably getting 15 fucking listeners. He was one of those 15 letting us know, not like to get a look or to get a verse. Yep, put it Alaska down. Said, he was like, oh shit, yo, I'm, I'm in my fucking house arguing with Alaska about Nas right now. I can't believe his motherfucker said this shit. Like quoting specific shit we would say on the show early yep. on. And so I think the way I, I think I said on IG was, and I'm reiterating it is, when you can do something like that, that changes your mute, your mood to feel happy and content and energized and relaxed and fun. Like that's a definition of a blessing. Like right. something that can change your mood from down to up. That's a blessing. So yes, whatever, is. whatever your, de your denomination is, whether you're an atheist, whether you're a nihilist millennial bang on brand. Oh my goodness. Are, no, well, no, no. He'd be proud of the branding though. I like know. Whatever you are. We'll that, get a digital sale. That tomorrow. dude, his his <laughs> like literally his presence was a blessing because it made you feel good. Always. I this dude never made me feel downer, bummed out, second guessing myself, looking at my phone weird, like, why does this motherfucker say this? Never, like never on yeah. Twitter ever. And he would be crying about the goddamn Miami Heat when when and B dropped forty six on their ass. Yo, it's about the culture, bro. It's about the culture. The last, excuse me, excuse me. The finals appearing Miami Heat culture. The finals appearing Miami Heat. He was a light. He was a he was a Miami Heat lifer. Like, go on Twitter expecting to see a fucking long ass thread about something or about how Howie, whatever his name is from the Howie Roseman. Yeah. I was just like, damn, would he let Hero go for Harden? I think he would let. No, nah, he would. There it is. During Bro. during heat games, he was insufferable <laughs> because this is a man that not only complained about the game, which is fine, that's normal, but complained about each and every foul call during the game, the ones every called and the foul. ones uncalled. Oh, and the most of the tweets were involving he was, somebody. He was else. the Carlos Boozer of Twitter. Yes. <laughs> The um the Kurt and Thomas one. with the arms up and the hand shrug like what what did I do or I just wrapped my arm around his neck that's not a foul is that a foul what game are we playing yeah, nothing bro. was ever their fault but um it was great I will say it was grand to see being a, a lifetime sports fan as I am when your friends team succeeds you still kind of root for them it's good to see it's a good feeling you know you you still want to hate oh look you know look oh, look at Butler's free throw percentage this game. But you're still secretly happy when, because that you, um, for anybody that is a sport fan, our listeners that aren't like this, there's a certain euphoria you get once your team starts succeeding at a high level. And it's, and it's well worth it. So even if it's your friend going through it, you know, you're, you're jabbing them, but you're really rooting for them. And we all turned into Miami Heat fans based on scores oh, yeah. 
fandom last year. As soon as they you beat know, that weak ass, fraud ass Miami Bucks with that <laughs> bum ass Giannis, no, no, I was, no, I was fucking. I will he say, came, um, came out to LA, right? He came out. We went out one night, and this man had a fucking, fucking Heat jersey, <laughs> fucking Heat shorts, Miami South Beach fucking Air Maxes. I'm like, bro, we in LA. Like, I don't want to be having a fucking like argument. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> think I'm like, yo, where you from, cuz? <laughs> Like, I know you love these motherfuckers, but just, just wear some blacks. I, I wear all black for a fucking reason, bro. I am completely neutral across. There the you board. go. It's the safest oh, thing. No, no, no. Stop Thank lying, bro. It's your punk rock aesthetic. Like, it's I mean, I, I got that punk rock Griff, that's two birds of one stone. <laughs> you know, right, right, seen, right, right, right. I've never right. seen all the girls blue. know that I'm like an alternative black guy or whatever. Alex and was big on the flannel, the red flannels. <laughs> but when he got to LA, he put all them joints in a chest and locked oh, it. But fine. It's in a I don't and I could have moved through whatever hood, cause but it's still like, nope, I'm not even gonna risk this shit. Yeah, and that's yeah, why you wear yeah. the fedora, so it's never to one side or the other. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that gangbang or not. You know what I'm saying? I wear your fedora, cuz turn that bitch round. Turn your bitch round, cuz. Who you got to size up your fedora, cuz? <laughs> fedora boys. Fedora. Yo, all right, I'm gonna say this publicly, and I've never said this. He like we were working on a record, and he wanted to call us the Fedora Boys. The saddest thing that I got is that I never got to tell him that I hated the name. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it, it breaks my like that was. I was like, I didn't even get to tell him I didn't like the name. Dude. The names. Let's talk about the names. And and and, and essence of um, MF Doom also. Uh, you know, going moving on to the essence. How many names are these projects? Because I, I would remember. <laughs> and look, I would tell Z like you know, and I love Scorsese. I'm like, man. If he doesn't like just clear a lane, we're talking about the merch from this project lining up with the music from this one, with the I EPs think, and the leaks from that one, and the single releases from this one. I think part one. of it was the getting banned from Twitter under certain names, right? So mm. it would just pop up with a new name. I think there it is. Where all of it came from. Man. But my man was, you know, he was a, he was a, he was a plate spinner. So like we had the um, Ooh, we had yeah. the, the, the summer perfect. summer catalog shorts. Coming out with the gang pre-orders plus the Midnight <laughs> well, Express vinyl rollouts. If I'm not mistaken, Castro, art. didn't you receive the shorts, the Polo Boy shorts, and the Midnight Express socks in the same package? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> That's I did. how Insubordinate Records does it. We offer. Now, you know what I'm saying? We still gonna be out here with the math. A packages. significant amount of quality opportunities to invest in the insubordinate culture. <laughs> Yeah, it is, yo. And I was, and also, I was the first one to display said socks in my Arrow Barnes video for Blue Edwards. It's on YouTube now. Bow, double promo. Okay. And Shells was the first person to wear a Wrecking Crew hat in a video. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. He wore the Wrecking Crew hat. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, he wore it. No, it was he was the first one. Almost. Who? Who? Almost. Um, Goonie, but he, you couldn't see it. That doesn't count. That doesn't Shells count. wore this shit prominent <laughs> as fuck. No. He wore it, but you couldn't see it. So we Could've have. So what about the Wrecking Crew about, hat? Was an Easter egg in a Wrecking Crew video? That's what about director friends put like Easter eggs of our stuff in the video, but it's hard to tell. So we say Christmas movies, dog. No one's watching. Like, it's like, 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 like it's like what is the most paused moment of a Wrecking Crew video? Because I and it's like, but you. So I one time Shasta he put Goody. like I love him. shout out to Goody. So the shrapnel vinyl is in the um our last gunmetal paint video, but it's in one of those slanted displays. 
So it's like lean back. So you can't see. He's too artistic, man. Promote the fucking shit so he can make money. That's and the funny thing is. Only with the anti-capitalist shit. I love it. I want my money for my records that I work on. It's behind behind shorties. We're going to put your record in it, but you're going to stand on it. (laughs) It is behind behind shorty when she moves. It is funny as hell to me because I was cracking up. The the, the fact you're explaining all this for a three-minute video stress. The fucking Zapruder film, dog. I just want to see the shit. But we did, like, Shells and I talked about it. We're like, yo, in videos or, you know, whatever, Instagram Live or whatever, the only thing we wear that isn't, like, our one of our projects related is the Wrecking Crew hats. Look at you, man. If you do, not so much. I, do, but I did not receive that insubordinate records memo. Wow. This is we don't have any Wrecking Crew for the hats. There yeah, what up, bro? Let's go. I got, a, I got a stack of hats, and it's right on top. You got to get that Midnight Suns hat, boy. That, also, y'all dropped the five. That Midnight Suns hat is ridiculous. Oh, uh, excuse I us. Do. That Midnight Suns hat is for, like, fact, record. Uh, that's for uh, band camp elitisms. They can afford uh, that type of thing. Look, man. I, well, that's I, the I, thing. I, that's, like, my my uh, Midnight Suns hat is a, if it's not sold out when I get my tax refund, I got mm. that. It is. Well, Dan O, shout out to Dan O, Free Music Empire. He got the hat. Black. Yo, shout out to Dan O in general. Z's merch is definitely of the when I get my tax return variety. Just that's, shop that's, like, records because that's, that's the level we are. We ain't for you broke pieces of shit. We're on some big buddy. I don't know. He's a big baller. I think he's, he's, Hampton, big, he's big Hampton. Catch me out there. I'm pretty sure I bought my Tosh vinyl with some sort of a refund or a bonus or something. Oh, that thing wasn't high price. We had that very No, much matter of fact, I looked, I, looked, I looked back in my receipts just the other day because um, well, I was you lost. Bought it from me actually, or you bought it from me? I bought it from you, you son of a bitch. No, I mean, it's like it meant nothing to you. Griff stole a box of avocados from Trader Joe's. No, I wrote you a personal (laughs) note on yours, Griff. You you totally did. No, you totally did. (laughs) (laughs) It was a fantastic value. Yeah, and I remember having to buy the packing materials for that, so the value was like a little less on my end. But thank you very much for your. Yo, someone on Discogs, give me a hundred. I'll I'll look. I'll let go of that record. Oh yeah. Yo, see me on the black market selling all yeah. that shit. Yo, this kid that works for me is like, yo, MMF M- 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 Dooms, MM Food. I seen a CD going for like 90. Like, I was like, what I pulled out what? what this CD? Because I'm like pulling out. out his little kids. Why are you wearing a trench coat at work? Do you run remote? <laughs> oh, this, this MM Food? I was like, got you, it right you here this CD you. from 2004 is going for $90. Because <laughs> I have it at the original. Yo, we are all super barter mode, man. I'm pulling out hey, my but, whole quality. Hey, hey, the sentimental value is through the roof, though. Ninety dollars. I bought it for fourteen dollars. I think I told you this, Griff. The first three things I ever bought on the internet were mm food, the listening, and mirror music. Oh, mm, birds were. Oh. Mirror yes. music. Wow, mirror music. <laughs> Holy the shit! Thing I, I ever bought on the internet because it's no, also my senior year. Dog, you were in there. He's like, yo, man. He's like, like we're sitting in a room of designers, six at the table. So uh, let's put a mirror, right? And I'm looking at it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo, words, words, I love words, words. I love words. Shouts to words. No, uh, you know what? I was just saying, I need to sit down and watch the lyricist lounge again. Show yo, me and Master Griff were talking about that. 
Tracy Ellis brought the show. The show from MTV. Tracy Ellis Ross was on it too. Yeah. Rip just brought that up to me, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, no, what you'll, what you'll come to find out, which is a pleasant surprise, is how much freestyling actually occurred on the show. Oh no, no, no! I definitely remember yes. it. I'm yes. just like, yeah. I talk to people about it, and they're like, "What the fuck show are you talking about?" I'm like, "How do you not remember this?" Yeah. It's comedy, awesome. Comedy Central. Most definitely, it was like no, SNL it was with rap, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was MTV. It was on MTV. MTV, MTV. Yeah, and they had a one. They 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 got through one season, right? Yep. Yeah, they got the, and they then they had, had a show before that called uh, Channel Oh, Zero. I left out. I, I went down Mer- that Wikipedia. Yeah. I left out Murder's yeah, 316. Yeah, 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 that, that happened. Oh, Murder's 316. Wait, Zeta, oh, um, Channel Zero. Zeta, um, the cartoons, they were, they were doing a voice. Yeah, yeah, Channel Zero. Yep. Yep. A show, Channel Zero? Yeah. Yeah, they had like a cartoon. It was like Baby Bash and all of them were doing that stuff first. Um, doing it with that, though. There you go, Alex. Bring it up. Uh, Yo, that's why I started that rapping, bro. That's literally. This I was is, like, this is you were very much immersed, dude. I never thought about this. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, you're immersed. Yeah, you've, you've written bad man. Like who knows? Times. Who knows Murs? We need to get Murs on Alex's album. Who Alex, knows Murs? Alaska. Who knows Murs? Um, Yo, I'm not asking for the homie price, but I'm asking for the homie price. I'll reach out. I mean, I can reach out and see what's up. If you I honestly like. I realize this is in the middle of a podcast and this is probably a terrible business. We actually took a break Dead. 45 seconds ago. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that part. Dead at the beginning. That's the, that one. On vinyl. Oh, the no. worst mix okay. CD I ever bought. That's banging. This album yeah. is. Uh, that one is very much a collection of cool singles. Right. It's a, it's no, a great record. He was on BET Uncut with the joint with yeah. Humpy. Yeah, definitely. That is how uh, I yep. Felt. It's risky business, Def cover, risky business. Yeah, um, happy pills joint. Happy pills. Uh, the one of the best. Intro one of the, song is fire. One of the best skateboard songs on on. Oh, wax. fucking ambitions as a rider. Yeah, that's or crazy. transitions yep. as a rider. That's transitions what as a rider. That shit is yep. fire. LP What's the joint with right? LP? The next show. Yep. LP did the beats for that one, I think. LP got like four or five beats on there, but it definitely. It definitely is the um. Here's some beats we're gonna add to whatever you ever have. Yeah. All right, go so here, geeks. Staring at a map of failures, fresh as hellias. Warehouse adorned with drug paraphernalia. Peep the scale, teeter totter. Sipping aquafina water. Cocaine, same color as Serena's daughter. See the king inside her, scheming on a greener dollar. Greed got bullets, grazing noggins of every Malala. Masala wine, coat the shallots. My life hanging in the balance. Paranoid round all this malice. Trigger finger callus, hood spiders sense me. D money in my dreams, got my eyes kinda misty. Hold up, on the wake up, vodka double with a chaser scheming on the guns from a racer more metal than the terminator determinate the word i deserve my greatness huh, how could i say this a pharaoh cake to find my latest i'm the porsche carrera cariolet same colors worn by savio vague got a poems like calliope plus some hood like calliope rhymes remind god of the sound he makes i mean it's two step with us flow with us you know I mean? yeah uh Twisted like sister, ice like Ovechkin. I just hit a wrister. Transform contenders, resist the camel clutch pretenders. I'm the Iron Sheet, keep the Iron Tweet. Chrome Desert Eagle underneath the seat. <laughs> Your street cred weak, bullshit like fleek. I'm Jason with the Golden Fleece. So unique with the poems I speak. Maltese level piece, seven jeans with the crease. Pockets fat like Della Reese. So quick with burners. Ain't you a woman, Miss Sojourner? The truth is I'm ruthless like Martin Ginsburg. Shooting like Jordan, if our king was a sinner, Swish. like my beef tender, coop maneuvers like a pincer, spilling ink like removing a sensor, study yards like a five percenter, bring the spare like five to minutes, Lord Jones kind of big business, down
cowards sweet like custard filling Adorn villas with a custom ceiling By now y'all should be cruising, you know me? Put your bottles out You know me? Big bank, take a little bank Yeah You know me? It's a whole lot of money It's Griff Scorsese Stokely Hathaway Dream Team You know me? Woo! Hard culture about fucking time we got a shablau i have to do one really somber respect Uh, that yeah man we're back we're gonna wrap it all up here for um our memorial episode for scorsese lord jones stacking chips on records crushing every single enemy um so we're gonna leave it on a on a really great note um the last thing i wanted to ask everybody is what do you think right now What's the one thing you know that is going to stay with you forever from your dealings with Shells, with Shelton as a man, business partner, artist, mentor, rap trainer? You know what I mean? Like, what, what's the one thing you know for sure, whether it's something he said to you or a certain line or an idea or something you just observed? I just want to know what, what's, what's the one thing you know that's going to stick, stick with you? Well, my first thing is his attention to detail, his dedication to his fans, and his unique perspective on a certain part of Killer Mike's career. I'll never <laughs> forget that till, till I go. How my man has put the, you know, Mr. Monster Render in a nice uh, rose colored uh, tinted glass for me. That's dope. Yeah, that's my joint. Wants to say something. Say that, you know, sort of his openness to do new things, like to just keep trying things and doing different things. Mm. Um, even like going outside of what's expected of you, it, it was like really kind of inspiring to see. And then just being, you know, open to having all sorts of people come into your life and, and learning from them and, and getting to know them. And, you know, he sort of like, that's how him and I became friends. Like just him reaching out and being like, yo, we're going to be best friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, you know, just his sort of like worldview, I think more than anything. Uh, and, and the fact that he made socks. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <I'm aware> <laughs> the only rapper competing with Mike Eagle in the sock game. And Tyler. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tyler, Mike Eagle, and Scorsese. That's great company. The last OG. Homeless people need socks, yo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, man. I mean, like I said, he was, was fucking, what is it? Like a fucking comet in our fucking lives. Like everybody, dude. Mm-hmm. Great, fucking, great analogy. It was fucking here and it was gone, right? And I, I think what happened with me is that like as an adult, like I've never lost anybody that I was super close to, right? Like I lost grandparents and shit as a child. Mm-hmm. So fucking hearing, I was just, I didn't know that I had this emotional capacity. I like to think that I'm so fucking like detached from shit. And that's part of my whole cool fucking persona or whatever. I've never been this fucking devastated about anybody. Mm-hmm. The thing that when I think of him, I think about the most that dude never met a fucking stranger in his fucking life, dude. Like mm-hmm. he, like he never met. Like the idea that some dude that I talked to like ten times was just like, "I'm coming out to see you where you are," and we just kicked it fucking hard. And then he did it twice, right? Like, 
Mm. I'm like, I feel like one of the things that fucks me up is like, I think about Griff and Griff didn't get to fucking meet him in person. Like I kicked it with this dude, like mm. he fucked him, you know what I mean? And it's just like that, like he was so like, and the thing was like, even with me, right? Like the y'all know the kind of shit I do. I do like, well, like I said a million times on this, right? And so he would write a verse for me and I'd be like, nah, bro, I need you to be more emotional. And then he would hit a place when we would write together where it's just like, damn, I didn't mean that fucking emotional. Jesus Christ, bro. Like, mm. like, and then he would hit me up like, nah, you could come harder than that, right? And the thing is that I've never really, like, besides Griff, I've never really had people in my life that would just be like, nah, you're better than this, dude. Like, he was, like, pushing, but it was in such a, like, sweet, beautiful fucking way where it was just like, he... He made me a better rapper. He made me a fucking better human. He just made me fucking better. Oh. And it's just like, I, like I said, I know I'm part of me is fucking terrified about where we fucking are, but I also know that he's still fucking guiding me at this point, dude. Like he's still gonna fucking like, I hear his voice all the time. Like, nah, son, you could do that shit better, bro. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the other voice I hear in my head is like, yo, Spole is the best coach ever. And I was like, yeah, fuck out of here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that dude just fucking, you said that shit earlier. Zilla. Like, he just fucking, there was never a moment like, all right. So the thing was, when he came out to see me in LA, I was literally going through some really heavy shit at the moment. And I was just like, I don't need any fucking, like, I don't even know this dude, bro. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. I told him he could come out, come out. And he was just like, nah, we're going to get out, son. I'm going to make you. And it was just like, he just elevated me in every single aspect of my life. And it's just, that's why it's so devastating. It's like, if I was Mario, this motherfucker was the mushroom to be like, like. (laughs) Hell yeah, the power up, baby. Some Castro metaphors right there. The power up. Yeah, bro. It was just like, bro. And that's just from like, he gets to me. I got the mushrooms right here. (laughs) Yo, what up, bro? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm a, I live in the hood, dog. Niggas don't know what mushrooms is out here. Um, he just fucking made me a better person. And I feel like Griff can speak to that, too. Because, like, me and him talked. And it was just like, it was, you know what I'm saying? We all got dude best friends. If I don't, Zilla, if I don't text you for a month, you know that I still fucking love you. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? I love you no matter what. And that dude would just fucking, like, it's, I mean, male friends check in on you and shit, whatever, but that dude would just be like, yo, hope you're doing good. And that was the end of the conversation. He was just such mm. a good fucking human. And the older I get, the more I realize how fucking rare that shit is, dude. Sure like, yep. like, a good fucking dude. And mm. I'm, I've been fucking devastated about this shit. But I also know that, like, me and Griff are about to turn this shit the fuck up about this. You know what I mean? Like, it was about to get crazy. So, yeah, he just it's made fine, me man. better, and I missed I miss the fuck out of that dude, dude. I miss him so fucking much. I feel you, man. I, um, I, the, the thing I think is really special, that was really special about Shells was community. And I think, um, I think he saw that in us and Wrecking Crew and Call Out Culture. And it's something we didn't really like. Me and Castro have really been, we're, we're you know, we're the connected tissue with a lot of, uh, you know, everything we're doing now. And Alaska was kind enough to, to fuck with me and, and me and Castro. And Shells was kind enough to listen to my fucking advice. Who was I when I was giving him advice early on? 
and he was kind enough to fuck with Griff, and he was kind enough to fuck with Alex. And uh, I, I think the, the community he was building, like we had Chum on the show. Shouts to Chumzilla. Chum is amazing. And Alex, I think, met him on one of the roundtables we did. And then they got a fucking record together. You know what I mean? Like, I remixed Iceberg Theory a hot minute ago. He's getting getting busy. Shell's got a fucking album with this dude. You know what I mean? Like, all of us on, on the record group, Quad Culture side, tons of features that are coming out, been out, on their way out. The day he passed, me and him were doing a song together. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what stage he was at recording it, but the last text I have from him was him responding to me sending him a, a video of a, of, a, of a hook and him being like, yo, like, and it, it was ill to see that reaction. Like, I, I, I love that. I loved his reaction because like er, people said it came from a very real and honest fan place. You know what I mean? It wasn't just trying like, oh, I, I need you to give me some shine or some bullshit, which we're all sick of. But I, th- I think the way he fostered community, like I'm still getting to know the Nation Gang cats. You know what I mean? And those were like his mans. And then I fell in love with the Brian Ennell's Infinity Knives record. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's Brian from Zip Squad. I was like, oh, shit, you're right, it is. I didn't even fucking put the two and two together. I just, I'm in love with his album. Holy shit. And he just kind of, he, he could walk through every lane of hip hop and get a pound. I can't do that shit. <laughs> as much as I would love to, I can't. He, he did it. He did it. He could do left field abstract rap type shit with cats like that fly breezy sunny shit he could do wrestling shit sports shit real life shit streets like that dude had something he was like mike trout this motherfucker could do everything there was everybody boomer shit again straight up swiss army knife because lebron's too low-hanging fruit but i'm just saying that he literally man yeah, like he, he exactly like he at no point would he be like, oh, that's a reach. That doesn't really make sense. No, it makes sense if he works with Chumzilla. It makes sense if he works with Griff. It makes sense if he works with me. It makes sense if he works with panels. It makes you know what I mean like it, it's crazy to think of his versatility. But to me, that comes from community. Like every single person is tweeted or shared or IG'd or we're telling on now. Like everyone's having the same reaction as us, which is fucking stunning. Like, I don't know. I've never seen that before. And so his genuine love and respect and energy and positivity and willing to work, like, he told you he fuck with you, and then he did it. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're cool. I got a verse from you. Never talking to you again. I fuck with you. We're going to keep this going because now you're in my larger community of friends, collaborators, people, Twitter friends, heat people wrestling cats like that shit is amazing and so i think i think you know his his wife said that on our on our twitter page you said alex like i I love how she said that it's like so beautiful like he never knew he never knew a stranger and that's that's i can't even relate to that shit like that's that's not how i I mean all the fucking time i (laughs) (laughs) I don't like people at all straight (laughs) up (laughs) fucking constantly like but he, he he made me understand like the power and bravery and love from community because it's hard to be that open to everybody man yeah like how think about how big your heart has to be to be like that with every fucking producer and rapper and wrestling fan like podcast motherfucker like 
and just being in this, that being shit. in the rap game is naturally you, you're afflicted with PTSD from failed interpersonal relationships all throughout <laughs> your career. Yeah, straight up, fucking dudes robbing you, dudes making fun, like all that, losing battles, dudes shitting on you, all that. Like, there's so much of that shit, and he walked through it. And I, I only heard maybe I don't know a forty percent of his rap past rap lives, but for for us now to talk about him in this way again someone it's not like we known him 20 years it's uh it's pretty incredible and and I, I i feel really sad because there was so much more to give and i think all eyes are on him but i also like Casher said at the beginning i'm just i'm very 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 grateful because i've met a million other people through rap and they were nothing like this guy at all well, period yeah. never yeah so I'm I'm grateful to have you guys around, and I, and I'm I'm really happy we have all built relationships with each other, and I'm 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 grateful we we can work and be cool, and just shoot the shit with each other and be on the show, even if we didn't have the show, I, we we would still be doing some shit, you know. Yeah. But it, it's a really good place, and he was a part of the show in a way, you know what I mean? And so, I'm again I'm grateful that we're able to do this with you guys. So, that's the last thing I want to. I'm I'm trying to score Stacey this whole shit again because this. Four Roses Bourbon got me in that place with him, but um, I'll let I'll let Griff wrap everything up. Man, um, you know, in in only we we only worked together and knew each other for like three years or whatever. But I feel like I need nine years to even catch up to him. Um, And yeah, I mean, nothing about it still seems it nothing nothing seems real. So, um, all I know is that I feel like if we don't continue uh, what we started together and what he wanted, um, then he would probably come back and kill us. Um, Super hot. So, man, long live Scorsese. We fucking stacking chips on record till we fucking die at insubordinate over here, dog. Love you guys, man. And this is uh, this was a good one, man. Because uh, again, I I feel like as time is gonna go on, I think his catalog is gonna expand, which is dope. And he he's he's already given us so much to sit. Like I was playing ball, listening to Catchpoint, and he said a line about I gotta find it. I texted it to somebody where he said some shit about Cam Reddish. And I was like, why did I not catch this shit? <laughs> Bro, he said, I think he said believe me, like your mama said it. Hulk brothers like Cam Reddish. So I was like, oh. <laughs> Bro, somebody, I saw somebody else post this where it was just like, that dude had a, if you was a comic book nerd, a sports dude, if you was a fucking black revolutionary, he had a bar for everybody. Straight up, Mike Trout. <laughs> Do it all. Go look up Mike Trout, man. Learn, learn, he, man. Yeah, I got. It. What is it? War? Catch this boomer. Oh, yeah, yo, his 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 war is like nine point five. That's crazy. Yo, Scor- yeah, no Scorsese's war. war is like eleven point six. Like oh, wins over replacement. Wins over replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now you gotta find out Vorp. Next, next. Oh, society, value you over replacement. Value player, over replacement. Wait, um, <laughs> I mean, that's a pitcher stat, right? No, no, that, that's like, a, no. That pitcher stat is XFIP, independent fielding. See, see that's, LeBron don't whatever, play baseball. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> LeBron don't play baseball. <laughs> none of none of them rap, but if it was albums per year, Scorsese uh, in in twenty twenty one would have been about nine. Bro. Mm-hmm. 
Minimum. Minimum. He had nine albums going into this year. Um in January. So imagine what it would have looked like in August. God damn. Yeah. He, you know what? Yeah, uh, one, one of my friends used to always say a good musician's a working musician. It wasn't worked. it wasn't stacking chips on record, it was stacking records on records. It is, Facts. Wow. <laughs> there it is. The friend who said that must hang out with jazz dudes and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just exactly. always you, once you wake up, you're on. Once you wake up, your machinery is on. Yeah. So there's no excuse. So we're gonna wrap it up here. Co-op culture and subordinate records. Long live Scorsese. Thank you um, for if you wanted to, no problem, man. Um, anybody, like we said, if you're a Patreon subscriber this month, we're putting all of our Patreon money towards the Sheldon Lee Memorial Fund. And um, you can ch- check that out. If you want to donate, that'd be incredible. If you show a receipt to Prem Rock, you get exclusive shrapnel material. Um, and if you want to support and subordinate records, man, that's, you could... <laughs> That Midnight Express vinyl, this fucking socks. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, I did. Uh, I did. Uh, just received note that the Midnight Express vinyl is shipping out. Bang! Finally, uh, Finally. sometime sometime this week. I got a picture yes. picture of it, and uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's mad. I haven't shared it yet. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. Because he would have shared it 12 times by now. You know what I'm saying? Right. He would have It looks awesome. Somebody about heat. He would have yeah. yelled at somebody about a rap record. He would have yelled at somebody about how Raekwon's the greatest, and shared 15 photos of the, of the vinyl. No doubt, factual. And he was right. Raekwon is the greatest, and that's our, our song together. Is uh, we should be coming out soon. Um, so there you go, fellas. Well. Oh, this is heavy. It was fun. It was full of good booze, great memories, good friendship. I mean, what else do you want? Call out culture and subordinate. Cheers. Records. Glasses up for Scorsese, yo. Glasses up in the air for him. Glasses up. Alex is going to get his, his, there you go. Boom. His oh, right. Alex is definitely empty. That was hard seltzer. Yeah, sure. And last guy's actual seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in with us. And uh, we love you, Scorsese. We miss you, man. That's it. Hey, everybody, have a good night. Please. In the course of the climb to the Midnight Expresses to the World Tag Team Championship, you'd be surprised at the number of goofs and idiots we run across. Jimmy Bay and Rocky King call themselves street people. Yeah. Caught a heart, I'm more flyer with the stick talk. My wrist frost, colder than December in the Arctic. It's the sorry way of sunning you, ironic. You stuck in 20s where you wanted to peep the flavor. I'm on the grind, four, four, and plus a couple acres. Faith, that's the mustard seed, I spit disease. The human leper, living weapon, twin magic. You're more Bella, bitch. I'm Burt Fly 11 for shiny carrots. Ride the carousel of death, twirling. Duck and dodge, it's where you feel the devil's breath. Fingers Glance trapezius, still remain chameleon. My thinking hitting Mercury 7. My curse is majestic. Do the math, you a cup pussy. Michael Canellas, that bitch love the snakes. And Tina Morella, you wrestle with the fact you worthless. My paragraphs is furnace, scar your epidermis. Searing words, they like a sermon. Holy water on you, heathens. Best believe it, stumble drunk inside arenas. <laughs> so capture golem bodies, Larry O'Brien's. Stanley Cups from Nagasaki to many young. Who gives a Fuck. Drum samples and snares, get the fisticuffs and venomous. Rest in peace, black mama Gigi, believe me. Let me tell you something, Frankie. You know what? He's, he's, he's not taking his nose off the arm. We're going to read him roots backwards, so it's got a happy ending. There I am, right up on the apron of the ring right now. There I am, trying to My boy, Rocky just happened to run into a, a brick wall, you might say. There he goes into the ring post, and the king of the 
street people. Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant.